let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Welcome back to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast, guys. I am Andrew Jordan. Hi, I'm Emily. And we're really excited to have you here back with us. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And And it's the day after Christmas now, so I hope you had a really awesome Christmas. Yeah, we really enjoyed our first Christmas in Louisiana. Yeah, we just moved down here um, this past week, and we've loved it. Yeah. This is where Andrew's from, so to him it's like coming home. Yeah, although it is a little weird. This is my first Christmas where it's been so hot. It was like 70 it degrees was, today. It was weird. It didn't feel like that Christmassy, winteriness, but it was still great. It yeah. was excellent. It was good. It was so Played fun. basketball outside in shorts, which yeah. was nice. We like went on a walk, and I was wearing sandals and a dress yeah. and no jacket, and it was great. So, um, but anyway, so this is, we're getting ready for... New Year's. New Year's. This is our last episode of this year of 2019 Uh and so happy pre-new year's and happy new year's when the time comes and kind of on the on the theme of new year's you know new year's is the time where you start uh making plans you uh traditionally evaluate your goals and you make new goals for the next year and emily and i are big goal makers oh yeah we love to plan we love goal setting we love lists we We love love all the things around new year's and this thing and i know that we get not we but like people get kind of backlash when they like go overboard about new year's goals and stuff because it's like you should be setting goals anyways or like well why did i have to set goals for new year's when i could just you know i know sounds silly coming out of my mouth but i've heard that a lot and i don't really care i'm just like hey it's a chance to set a goal and i know that i can set goals every day and i do but i think it's a really cool marker to start a new year and to start something new and to really like emphasize a change yep so um i support new year's goals and new year's resolutions we also support goals and resolutions whenever you decide to start them yes that's Um, true too so whenever you decide to make those goals we highly encourage you to be engaged in goal setting and in self-improvement and all those things Mm -hmm. Uh, and one aspect of goal setting and planning that we really want to emphasize starting with this new type of episode we're going to start doing with our first one being today is the aspect of kind of self-evaluation, of evaluating where you're at now, how you're doing regarding your goals that you've re- you set in the past and that you're working on. And that's something we, we want to focus on because I feel like we've done a lot of really awesome episodes with a lot of great content provided by our guests, not by us. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but our so guests. So many great guests with so much to say and teach. And we don't want this to be, um, we don't want our episodes to turn into things where you listen to them and you think, oh, that was really great. And then we just never talk about it again. Right. So we're introducing this new type of episode. We're calling it a walkthrough episode. Yeah. Do you want to explain what that means, babe? Yes. So in our minds, walkthrough, um, 
as we're getting, we're building a house right now and we're going to have a walkthrough coming up. Uh, and so we're going to walk through the house and we're going to make sure that everything is built the way we want it to be built. It is built the way that we ordered it to be built and, and expected it. You kind of look for problems or you look for things that need to be fixed. Yeah. So like you walk through in with intentional eyes looking for things that need to be worked on mm-hmm. and not and we don't do this in a way to like beat up on ourselves no. or to like make us or to kind of put down ourselves put down others we do this so we can say okay this needs to be changed this needs to be improved and it should be a fun thing yeah it's a it's a fun happy yeah. thing because there's a difference between like nitpicking yourself and beating yourself up and self-evaluation yeah and so we're going to call these walkthroughs because at, we're, we're talking about, I mean, our whole podcast is about making an outpost of heaven. And I think this the imagery of a house is so aptly something. What am I saying? <laughs> I don't know. The, I really like the imagery of, of building a house mm-hmm. um, because I think it goes along well with the idea of building an outpost of heaven. Um, and because your home is so central to that idea for the vast majority of us. I think the vast majority right. of people live in a home and they try and make that physical space really connected to their relationship space, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to be doing with these walkthrough episodes is we're going to go back to an episode we've done before. Maybe two, depending on what you guys want us to do. Yeah, one or two per walkthrough episode and we're going to take a look at the takeaways that we set or maybe just some of the key principles that we learned from those episodes and we're going to talk about them and then me and Andrew are going to explain to you walk you through how we've been trying to implement these principles yeah and And we we are not perfect and some of them have been failures so yes but you'll get to see that and we're hoping to be vulnerable with you so that you can see that we don't just talk about a principle with a guest and then we're just like, bam, we've mastered this. Done. Check the it's box. Something that's go ongoing. to the next thing. It's ongoing. And like we were talking about names of this episode, like what we should name it. And something that came to mind was like under construction. And I really like that principle too. It's because like our lives are constantly under construction. Our outposts of heaven, like even though maybe we've built a physical outpost of heaven, our home, it's still always going to be under construction. We're always going to be finding things that need to be changed and fixed and improved. Um, but yeah, so we just really like that construction mindset. And the walkthrough is, I think, just the perfect. Yeah, walkthrough is like building that construction. Yeah. Or building on that construction metaphor, I guess. Mm-hmm. I also like the walkthrough vernacular. Um, because it's a lot more peaceful than the thought of construction. Construction kind of seems chaotic and maybe like anxious. Um, but I really like walkthrough because you're like walking through, you're looking for what's going on. You're looking for issues or problems or things that need to be changed. And that to me is like, and things that are good and things that are good. Yeah. Yeah, So walkthrough is like, you're really excited because you're seeing, oh, I've been working on these things. Um, but you don't really step back to appreciate them until you look at them with those eyes, when, mm-hmm. you, when you look at them with intentional eyes. Yeah. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, oh, sorry, last thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want this to be, we want these kind of, these walkthrough episodes to be very beneficial for you guys, for our listeners, 
um, in helping you do the same thing for you in your life. Um, And so we really hope that you've listened to these episodes and that our process of walking through our lives and examining how we've done at applying these takeaways will help you kind of do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It'll also allow you an opportunity, too, to go back and listen to those other episodes to kind of, like, reinforce the things that we've talked about and learned together. Yeah, and it might not be the best, like, marketing thing, I think, to have these kind of walkthrough episodes, Um, but I think for those of you who listen consistently, this will be more help to you with in terms of like progressing and getting better than us just providing brand new content every single week. Right. Because I feel like that can be like really overwhelming too, when we are constantly like telling you new things that you can apply. And then like maybe after listening to an episode, you're like, great, that's awesome. I'm going to do this. And then time flies and we don't get around to applying the things we've learned. And then the next episode is throwing out some other principles of something. And so like, I totally understand that. And I've like listened to podcasts and TV shows before where that has totally happened to me. And I just like, I really hope that us having guests on and talking about so many different principles and applications doesn't overwhelm anyone. And I think this is a great way that we can um, kind of bring it back and, not be so overwhelming yeah hopefully it'll help alleviate some of those worries or stresses you feel um, when you're thinking about all of these principles these great things that our guests have brought up but can seem overwhelming which can seem Mm -hmm. overwhelming every now and again because of the quantity of those things yeah okay so the first person or the first episode we want to kind of do a walkthrough with is Family Facts. Yes, so this was episode 8, Family Facts, and it was with Katie Nelson. So if you want to go back and re-listen to that, go for it. Yeah, she runs Lead Guide Walk Beside, Mm -hmm. Um, and she's awesome. She is, I I loved re-listening to this episode. Um, It reminded me of a couple things that I had wanted to work on more, um, and some things that we had been working on, but I forgot that came from this episode, Mm -hmm. actually. Um, and she's awesome. She has a great Instagram page, and so if you're not following her already, jump on there and follow her. She offers a lot of really cool tips. Yeah, I think she was also recently, like super recently on Fox, too. Yeah, really cool. I think so. Yeah. Um, so she's doing really amazing things, so go and follow her and um, on Instagram at Lead Guidewalk Beside. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in the show in. notes. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So what are some things that we've been practicing, hon, from Family Facts? Okay, so I think the I had a few main takeaways that I really wanted to work on from this episode. Uh, the first one was not showing your frustration. Yeah. Um, I think the way Katie explained it was like no matter what they do, like they're they're going to have bad behavior. They're going to have they moments. They as in children. Yeah. So yeah. children are going to have Kids. bad behavior. They're going to have bad behavior or they're going to freak out. They're going to have moments or days or weeks, hopefully not years, but it might come. <laughs> and you just can't show your frustration. Because it will make them spiral and you spiral. Yeah. That was, I feel like, really important for me because I am... Patience doesn't come naturally, and um, it's really easy for me to show my frustration very quickly. And so that's what I've been working on, Um, and there's been some times where it's been really great, and then other times where 
I have not been super great, and I'll just have to like turn around and make yeah. a face, and then turn back around. <laughs> do you, Do you have a moment where it worked really well that you could share? Um, because I have one that where it was very difficult, and I don't know how it worked. Okay. Why don't you share yours first? And then you can tell me if it was good or bad or not. Okay. So we were in Walmart. Oh my gosh. How yes. long? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we I, were getting the oil changed. Oh. And it took like way longer than it was supposed to or yeah. really needed to. So we're walking around Walmart and Hiram decides he wants to run around and not listen. And he, he wants. He is usually so good in the store. Like, honestly, I love taking the kids to the store. It's not a hassle for me at all because they're so good usually yeah. and it's like fun I'm, it's like i'm taking my buddy shopping but hiram this time was not like that he it was, was running around like and screaming and like throwing things and and he was was tired and and i think i wasn't feeling very well and so there were a lot of things that were complicating compounding his feelings and his mm-hmm. emotions yeah probably. but he was just screaming and we were in a public place we were at walmart and there's nothing like, there wasn't a place I could put him in timeout, and finally, I just, I grabbed him, and I threw him on my shoulder, and we walked <laughs> into, like, the little family restroom, and I locked the door, and I shoved his face in the corner. You didn't lock him in the bathroom. No, I, we, locked I locked the bathroom. and we locked, the bathroom. Yeah. And, um, like, I didn't hit him or anything, I put him in timeout in the bathroom, and he was screaming and hitting me, and I was trying so hard not to let him see how frustrated I was mm-hmm. that I was like, I was biting my lip, so I didn't yell. And I never yell. Yeah, no, Andrew's but, not a yeller. But I, I was like, I was literally biting my lip, and I, I was bleeding. I drew a little bit of blood because I was biting my lip so hard from trying not to show frustration towards yeah. him. Honestly, I think that's impressive that you, like kept your cool so long that you actually drew your own thought. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I probably would have lost it before getting to that point. But yeah. I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of you. And I never know... You never know what a win looks like in those situations. No, you don't. Because it's not like they're going to tell you, like, oh, you're right. Like, I I was wrong. I was in the wrong. Like, they're three. Yeah. Or, like, Hiram is three. He's irrational. And yeah. We can't expect anything else, really. Yeah. This one is hard because it's, there's. I think there's also a lot to be said about. Um, we talked about this earlier, the actually the other day, when we were talking about balancing this concept of not showing frustration with admitting when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if I react too harshly, or if I tell Hiram things, if I say, say he can't do things when he sh- when Emily had told him he could, or when I had promised him he could, or whatever it was, if I was in the wrong, um, I feel strongly that I need to apologize and mm-hmm. admit those things. Oh, I think that's totally fine. I think that's a good thing. I think you're right. But I yeah, think- I think it, what she means by not showing your frustration is like, if you are showing up with negative energy or like, on the verge of yelling or like you're about to lose it like they can tell and like that is going to just spiral the whole situation yeah i think that's right i think the main like thing i've learned from this process of not showing your frustration is that it's what you're talking about it's a it's a really about um not presenting negative um like the sense that you're not in control Mm mm-hmm and that you're giving into your frustrations and you're freaking out. Yeah. 
Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't show that you are having a hard time or that you're struggling or that you're upset um, or that you're sad. Mm-hmm. I think it is more about the idea of not sh- not showing that you're out of control. Right. That you are in control and you're the adult. Yeah. And you have control over your emotions even when the kids don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that I'm learning about this whole thing, about myself and about Hiram and about the whole situation, um, is that in those moments, like he totally can tell when I'm about to lose it. Um, because in those moments, he will look at me and he'll be like, you said you were happy. And that just like breaks my heart. I'm like, oh, he knows. <laughs> you know, like he knows I'm freaking out. Um, or like maybe not that I'm freaking out on the inside, but like, oh man, like, you know, he's seen me make a face or he's seen me roll my eyes or he's seen me or he's heard me like raise my voice. And that it really, it hurts my feelings when he says that. But I know he's so right. Like, yeah, he's so right. Like, I need to be the adult and be happy. And just, I don't have to be happy that he's misbehaving, but I can be calm about it. Right. And I I think happiness, like saying I'm happy or not happy. I think that's kind of outside the realm of this point for me. I think this doesn't mean that you always have to be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, It just means that you're always in control. Yeah. And so I think you might be beating yourself up a Maybe little bit that. But, but I think it does go into my next point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that point was recognizing that children are developing human beings. It's like they're real people. Mm-hmm. They're learning to deal with emotions just like you and I are. Yeah. But they're a lot younger and they have been at this for a lot fewer years than we have. Yeah. And like when you think about it, we do have so much more experience, even though we feel like we don't and we feel like we're, we have no idea what we're doing. We don't know how to handle this. Like we have way more emotional experience than they have. Yeah. Like think about the last time you tried something new, like when you like tried a hoverboard or if you haven't played video games, like when you picked up a, a like a video game controller for the first time <laughs> and how difficult it was to kind of grasp those things. I still feel that way. That's what like little kids are experiencing with their bodies and yeah. with everything. Um, and so I, I think that's just a really good thing for me to remember that Hiram's a person, right? Our kids are people and that they are dealing with these things and that they're dealing with emotions. And when they see, you know, their parents roll their eyes at them, like when they see our, when our kids see us roll our eyes at them or, uh, say something rude or be short with them or be smart with them, whatever it is, um, it hurts their feelings because they're, they're people. Yeah. Um, and th- I think those little flippant gestures that we, we do and that are so common um, hurt their feelings just like they hurt yeah, our feelings. Of course, yeah. Um, and those flippant gestures come out of a lack of control mm-hmm. or intentional, like intentionally trying to be mean. So yeah. one of the two. Um, and there are probably other other reasons as well but i think for me in my experience when i make those gestures they come from those two places yeah like trying to like you know to put be blunt like trying to like hurt their feelings back because they're being so mean Mm -hmm. or trying to like put them in their place um like i guess that's a prideful thing you know like in a pride way yeah um and being more concerned about oh like i'm your parent you need to respect me instead of being more concerned about loving them mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah 
I feel like it is so much more rewarding. Um, maybe not in the moment all the time, but it's so much more rewarding to be calm. Yeah. Like, it might not change their behavior at all, but afterwards, it's like, oh, it's like I, I was able to handle it. I didn't freak out. Like, I was able to stay calm, and that, I just feel like it shows, in my experience, um, when I am able to stay calm, I have a better relationship with the kids. Yeah, you feel Even better. though, like, they might not even, I mean, understand or think or anything. But, like, I know that I have a better relationship with them. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot like, I mean, anything with self-control. You know, um, I, I'm thinking of food examples because it's, you know, it's the holidays. We Christmas. And we, we said Christmas. stuffed our faces and um, I feel like poop. And you... <laughs> <laughs> but when you, uh, when you make the choice to eat more healthy... Or to work out more to, you know, yeah, so let's just say eat healthy. When you make the choice to eat healthy, you may not find as much immediate gratification in the moment as if you had just eaten something really junky, mm-hmm. uh, really junky. But in the long run, you feel a lot better. And you look back at that choice and you say, oh, like, that was a good choice. I feel good. I feel healthy. And I'm happy And you about that. have a better relationship with food. Yeah. And you're not so like angry about it. Yeah. Um, but if you give in to eating the junk food that you know is not a, not good for you at that moment because of the quantity of it or how much you have or have not exercised for whatever reason, etc., uh, you when you give in to it, you feel really good in that moment, and it feels at least it feels like satisfying, right? Yeah. And but later you regret it. I think it's the same yeah. thing with this when you give in to your aggression and you. Uh, put the kids down or you roll your eyes or you say angry, you say mean things or you put them in timeout or you're too aggressive with them when it didn't need to happen uh, and your motivations weren't there. Um, I, I always regret it afterwards. Yeah, me too. And I feel like I have to go and do things to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just remembering that they're, they're people too and like they have emotions just like we do has helped me a lot, but it's 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 difficult sometimes. Yeah. Especially when they're just crazy. <laughs> like, especially our little girl right now. She's all over the place. Yeah. She's so cute, though. She's very cute, but yeah. she's all over the place emotionally. Yeah. I was calling her yesterday. I was calling her irrationally crazy because I feel like she's, lately, she's been always crazy. But it was like... In that moment, it was like, you are being irrationally, insanely crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Anyways. Anyways, we do not want this to be a kid bashing session. No. In any way. But But we are wanting to be real and vulnerable and tell you how it's going. Yeah. And I I will say that there are, when I also approach them from this perspective, I feel like I've had a lot more powerful spiritual moments with, with the kids. Yeah. So, like... Like, praying with them one-on-one. Yeah. Like, really spontaneously. Yeah, like, there was a point today where our, our little girl was having a hard time, and instead of just, like, putting her into timeout or being mad at her or spanking her or whatever it was, whatever, I, I picked her up, and I just I walked into the other room, um, and I just thought of all of the changes she's going through uh, because we're moving, and she doesn't know what's going on, and we're, we're living in a new a new home and like so many new things are going on that are like kind of throwing her world like out of control mm-hmm. like out of whack 
Um, and I just held her, and I remember, like, like I feel like the way I was holding her changed when I started thinking of her in those terms. Yeah. And when I started think, trying to put myself in her shoes, um, and then, like, I felt really impressed by the Spirit to just, like, say a prayer with her, and I said a prayer with her, and as soon as we finished that prayer... Right before, then throughout the prayer, and then afterwards, she was just super cuddly and really nice and really soft, and she just wanted to be held. and And then when I I laid her down for a nap because I we I I just decided that she still she still needed a nap. She still needed a nap. Yeah. Um. But she went down really really easy, and she wanted to cuddle with her blanket, and she waved to me as I walked out, and it was just a really tender moment where I felt like we were connecting on a level that was deeper than like, like parent-child duty, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and that was something really special and wouldn't have happened if I wasn't trying to work on this idea of seeing them as a, a person that was developing with their own needs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to um, another principle that we kind of entitled mode of instruction. Um, and to me, this meant... Um, Something that I took away from it anyways from Katie was that um, instead of saying things negatively, like don't do this um, or um, can't think of anything else on the top of my head. Yeah, it's like like, don't lie, don't hit, don't kick your sister in the face or don't. Right. Instead of saying like, okay, this is a very specific example for us. Hiram loves to jump on the couch. And that is, like, a huge pet peeve to me. And it's really embarrassing when he does it at other people's house. Like, for me, that's embarrassing. Which is problem and it's because I am fine with him yeah. jumping on the couch Well, at our it's house. more embarrassing when other people have to tell him to stop jumping on the couch. Yeah. And that just, like, is, ugh, it makes me so embarrassed. And then I get frustrated. Anyways, so something that I started doing with Hiram is instead of, like, freaking out and being like, Hiram, don't jump on the couch, don't jump on the couch, like... All he's hearing is jump on the couch, jump on the couch, you know. Um, and so I started saying, Hiram, couches are for bums. Couches are for bums. You can sit on the couch or you can lay on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not for feet. They're for bums. And so instead of, I feel like that just kind of changed it. And he still does it. And I still catch myself saying, don't jump on the couch. But I noticed that when I do say, like, couches are for bums, um, we both are happier, and it's not really like yeah, a fight. It's yeah, more like a game. Negative feelings, yeah. Yeah, it's more like a game. And to me, this whole like saying things in a positive way has been like a game. Like, how can I say this in a positive and not negative? Yeah. And he like giggles, and he recognizes that he needs to stop doing it. Yeah. But and his 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 behavior improves without like destroying his mood or without yeah. making him angry or bring spite or embarrassing I, him. I too. found myself having a harder time with this because I only speak in Russian to the kids and in Russian you can be more passive in the language. Mm-hmm. And so you can say like something is nilzia or something is možna. And so nilzia means like not allowed. Yeah. And možna means like allowed. allowed. Um, and, and, so like it, I, because it's so passive, and you're not. I'm not saying don't do that. Like do this, don't do that. Like, it, and I'm just saying like this is loud. This is not allowed. Um, yeah, maybe it's just like different with the language. But. Yeah, that's something I I have not thought about that. I've been bad at this one, I think, because of that. Mm-hmm. And so like when I'm 
trying to have more long form conversations with them and I'm trying to explain things more. I, I still don't think I've done a very good job at this, but I, I, I need to work on that. And part of the problem, I think, is the language differences. Mm-hmm. So I need to think about that one some more. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think my biggest thing and that I'm going to continue to keep working on is just yeah. finding ways to say things yeah. positively. So you say things positively, and also you we try not to directly say things to an individual kid in front of other people, especially. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so you say things like, like Emily was saying, captures are for bums. Like, like, do we say, like, we don't do these things. It's like a general things. statement. Yeah, so it's like a general statement of Instead expectations. Instead of, like, in front of everybody saying, like, Hiram, get off the couch, or Hiram, stop jumping on the couch. Yeah, and I found that if Hiram needs specific uh, instruction or correction, mm-hmm. it, he responds much better, or he's been responding much better if I take him into a different room or take him out of sight of everybody. And just, like, kind of tell him and then explain a little bit. Yeah, and and be, and treat it in a very fun way. Yeah. Because, uh, like, we don't do this. Like, this is, like, the expectation. Because, like, again, going back, going back to the last point, he's a, a real person, and our kids are real people, and he just feels so embarrassed when you have to call him out in front of other people especially when he did something he didn't know was wrong like he's especially things with uh so funny example uh my sister-in-law was nursing her oh my gosh newborn (laughs) and Hiram walks over like and thought she just had a blanket on her head and we play that a game like that frequently where I'll have a blanket on my head and And it's like come and find papa because he's got a blanket on his head so he runs up and grabs her nursing cover cover and like throws it up (laughs) and every- he puts himself like he doesn't really like take it off of her he just like gets under it with her which is like the game <laughs> we played and everyone's like Hiram don't do that don't do that he was so embarrassed he was so embarrassed he went in the other room and he, he wasn't I don't know he, he just didn't know what was going on and he didn't remember that I used to breastfeed too like. yeah and so we just had to like pull him to the side like yeah. away from everybody so not no one was looking at him where it was explain. just us yeah. yeah, but he was so sweet about it. Like you know, he I think that he could appreciate that I took him aside and explained to him what was going on. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good example. Good yeah. Um, last one, which is something, which was the name of the the whole episode, episode was family facts, and so let's kind of talk about what she meant by that. Okay, so by family facts, she kind of going along with everything we've said so far. Actually, family facts is just like a clear. Uh, explanation of the expectations of a family, of mm-hmm. family culture. Yeah. So, so she used an example that you kind of say your last name, um, and then you say what you are or what you do. So something that we took away from it was Jordans are patient, because yeah. at the time that was something that we needed to work on. And let's be honest, we will always need to work on yeah. that. Because of me and because Hiram has my blood in right. him. <laughs> And so does Ruth. <laughs> so that will be like a lifelong yeah, fact for But us. they also have my stubbornness in there as well. And so it's it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. So the the benefit of saying these things, uh, of having like these family facts, for us the main one we've worked we've been working on since the we recorded the episode was or is Jordan's are patient. And the benefit of, of saying that of using that as kind of an instruction tool is it uh, it recognizes that they're developing these these real world or these real emotions and these real personalities, and that they're going to struggle, and that they 
are not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we don't focus on the imperfections. It's it's focusing on the potential and where they can go. Um, And it's also separating this idea of like, oh, I'm a bad kid with, oh, I make mistakes. And yeah, so it's making it so that people, kids don't see themselves as bad and make it so that they some they see that they sometimes don't live up to the expectations mm-hmm. um and those expectations are reachable yeah can i tell one Attainable. funny story yeah go ahead. okay so one time this didn't really work out well but um Hiram was in his car seat and we were getting out of the car and he was frustrated because the buckle or something i don't know i was helping him And I was getting frustrated because he was getting frustrated. So we were, like, in the beginning of a spiral. And in my frustration, like, seriously, this is so dumb. In my frustration, I told him, Jordans are patient. And Andrew looks at me with these eyes, like, really? Like, you're going to say that right now? I didn't say that. I said, said and he couldn't hear me. I said, sometimes. Sometimes. And then I said, okay, okay, Jordans try to be patient. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know. I just thought that that was so funny that I was like really turning to that in my frustration and not even thinking a bit yeah. about it at all. Yeah, but, but it's a goal to. But to it is work. a goal, and and but, he really gets it though. Like he understands what it means. Oh, he totally does. Yeah. Um, and the way we've explained it is, so you say Jordans are patient, but like patient is kind of a big word for a little kid, and so we ex- we had to explain him. So I explain it yeah. to him. So our explanation was being patient means that you wait happily mm-hmm. it's like you're happy while you wait yeah um and or you're calm while you wait yeah you're happy you're calm and he responds really well to that like mm-hmm. we frequently ask him so hire him like what are jordans and then he'll say jordans are patient yeah and so we, we started to add a few others so we've added so jordans are patient Jordans are kind. <laughs> there was one time we were talking about Jesus, and we were saying, like, all the things that Jesus is. Like, oh, yeah. And we were like, Jesus is patient. He goes, is Jesus a Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure. <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's our brother. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was I saying about this? Oh, sorry. That we I just kind remember. of list off, like, the things that Oh, yeah. And, and so this was, I really like this. I think this is something we need to be better at, but. But continually implement it throughout yeah, our th- whole lives. And I think this is a really easy one to implement right away. Yeah. Wherever you are, you can implement this. Because And this one's good because it embodies the other points we've had, which were, you know, not showing your frustration, recognizing that children are developing just like you are, mm-hmm. and they're real people, um, and the mode of instruction. So you focus your critique or your construction or your, your criticism at the group, and you do so... In, using positive word wording and so you say we do this as a group as opposed to saying we don't do this right because it provides an ideal to strive for as opposed to like a thing to beat them over the head with Mm -hmm. and i like that so the family facts is a really easy way to start applying all of these so you should kind of pick which one or pick a thing that you like that is or a principle that you really want to emphasize with your kids and usually it's a, a principle that you're having issues with. Yeah. So, like, Hiram is sometimes not very patient, and so we picked Jordan's are patient, and then we bring that up frequently. Let's be real, though. It was me, too. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I needed it. We yeah. all need it. Yeah. We all need it. Um, 
a, a question that was brought up to Katie was um, when is appropriate, I guess, like at what age is appropriate to start this? And she said by two and three, like you really yeah. could do this and kids will understand. She said at least by two is okay, is, yeah. like, is, is acceptable that they can start doing it. Mm-hmm. And by three, definitely. Yeah. Um, so if you're wondering if your kids are ready for that, that that's a good gauge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's hard. It's hard though to kind of like always formulate your critiques, your your what you're saying to your kids in this positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where I feel about it with kids when you're needing to have like serious, direct, like discussions and. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't think we've had those really yet. I mean, I'm thinking especially with kids who are older. Right. We just don't have that experience. Yeah. So. And so, I would be really interested knowing our listeners' re- responses to this. Like, if, you've, if you're trying this with your teenagers especially, how does this work? Like if your kids are in situations that you think require real intensive discussions and they're not just like, you know, not cleaning their room or something like that. Like, they're in drugs or they're going off the deep end or mm-hmm. th- those kind of things, how you feel like you could apply this in that situation. That would be interesting to know. Yeah. So if yeah. you're in that situation and you're working on that and you're trying to use these positive parenting techniques, please reach out. Um, Cause I don't know how I feel about it in those situations. Right. Just because we don't have the experience. Yeah. 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 Like I think the principles still apply, but I don't know if it applies in every single situation. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be it for our first walkthrough. Uh-huh, episode. I enjoyed it. Did you like it? I think so. I, I think I, mean, I definitely enjoyed it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a good, good. idea. Hopefully, hopefully, it'll be helpful for people. Yeah, um, if you haven't listened to episode eight, family facts. I think it's specifically called positive parenting and family facts, featuring Katie Nelson. Um, so, if you haven't listened to that yet, go ahead and do so. Um, oh, next week, um, it will be. What will it be the date? January second. Something so it'll like be the new year. year. It'll be 2020. And we're releasing an episode with uh, Jacqueline Crane from Fontabulous Design. Such She's a great episode. An amazing hand letter artist, hand letterer. And um, she also really loves journaling. So it's going to be all about journaling. And you can use a bunch of her tips um, to start your new year goals and your new year planning aspirations and, and planning and goals and all that. So we're really excited to release it. So stay tuned and listen next week. Yep. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please share us with your friends and your family. Um, Share us on Facebook, on Instagram, all those good places. And please, Mm -hmm. if you are using Apple Podcasts to listen to this podcast, please leave us a review, subscribe, rate us, do all those wonderful things. Because that's how people find out. We need you to really spread the word because it's very difficult for us to be able to do it. Otherwise, we're doing some things to kind of spread the word on our own. Uh, but when it comes down to it, it really... Ratings and reviews we, yeah. help so much. So And sharing. Yeah, and we love to hear your ratings and reviews. Or I guess we don't hear your ratings, but we love to listen to, read your reviews and it yeah. means so much to us or to check out your stories when it. you when you share sto- when you oh, tag yeah. us in your stories that yeah kind of i stuff. really love that too so that means the world to us so thank you guys so much yeah so merry christmas happy new years yeah happy new year yeah hopefully you um you'll come closer to christ in the past year and you can um you'll come even closer to him in the next year yeah okay cool thanks keep Bye. the faith